Ah, March. The birds are chirping, things are blooming, people are sneezing, and we're knee-deep in college basketball. It's time for Monday Madness. Here's your host, Timmy Hall. You know, it's been so wonderful getting to do some of these specialty shows and be here for all of you fine college basketball lovers. We're going to get right to it because we have made it to the final four and we got some big dogs here. Duke and Carolina and then Kansas versus Villanova. So here's what's coming up. You will get a collection of some fan personalities. You'll hear from Matty Ice. You'll hear from Evil Bald Colin. They're in the studio at the same time. You'll hear from Triple H, one of our young producers, young fine producer here, Hayden Hileshorn. And uh, by the way, if you want to catch this episode, if you're going to miss some of it and you don't want to miss anything, it's all going to be great content, go to our podcast feed that's Mad About Hoops, the college basketball pod that myself and Evil Bald Colin do. The whole episode will be in there. And then check back for another episode this week as we give our take on everything that's happened and set the table for the final four. And without further ado, we'll go right into our round table that you'll be able to see on the web and on 10 TV this week. It's Dom, it's Dave, it's Adam, it's myself, and it's Joey Lane. We're talking about immediate future for Buckeye hoops. We're talking about the Big Ten's lack of success, the final four being said, just dudes talking about basketball, having a great time. So take it away, Dom. Well, the final four is set, and they all are blue bloods. The Big Ten had nine teams in the dance, and they've all been bounced. Hello, everyone. I'm Dom Tiberi. Welcome to our NCAA Roundtable, joined by Dave Holmes and Adam King from 10TV, and by Timmy Hall and former Buckeye basketball player Joey Lane, 97.1 the fan. The Buckeyes were knocked out, Dave, in, in the second round. Since then, E.J. Liddell has declared for the NBA do you think, it's not a surprise, but did he make the right decision, mm -hmm. and is he a first-round pick? Yeah, I mean, I think he made the right decision uh, because I don't think there's much to gain by coming back. He's not going to get any taller. I think he is what he is at this point. So, yeah, it's the right decision. Is he a first-rounder? I think so. I, I think there's so many projects in the NBA draft. It's a crapshoot now. Back in the early mid-'90s, you knew what you were going to get. You don't anymore. So I think he's more established. I don't know where he fits as far as is he too small for this? Is he too slow or faster? I, you know, I think position is the main thing. But I do think it's the right move to go because he's going to make first-round money. That's guaranteed life-changing cash. Go take it. All right, uh, Joey, the big question, Malachi Branham, the super freshman. Boy, he grew up before our eyes. He has a decision to make. Uh, what do you think he will do? What should he do if you were advising him? And is he a first-round pick? Yeah, well, um, I think it's pretty safe to say that if he goes, he is going because he's a first-round pick, and he yeah. should be a first-round pick. And, uh, you know, if I'm Malachi, if I'm in his circle, uh, I'm telling him to go get that money, young man. I mean, I, I, I love the guy. I know the guy pretty well now. He's a great kid, got a great head on his shoulders, and there's no doubt in my mind that whatever decision he makes, I trust him that he has done the due diligence to make the right decision. I, I um if, if I was him, I would go. Obviously, it's a little bit different scenario. My, you know, if I could go to the NBA today, I would as well. Um, you wouldn't be here with us? No, Wait, I oh. mean, I But you love Chris Holtman, Malachi. Uh, you yes. must stay. The, yeah. the devil's are, you know, the devil's advocate. The other argument would be, all right, you know, do you want to leave a Buckeye legacy? Do you want to go down as one of the all-time greats? Do you want to win a Big Ten championship? Uh, all those things are important to him. I know they are. Um, does that weigh on the decision? Of course. 
Will it change his mind? I don't think so. I think he is a lottery pick and he's gone. Funny thing about wow. the bank, Dom, when it comes time for the mortgage, they don't let you pay in Big Ten championships. They always want cash. They're yeah. just weird about that. <laughs> uh, Adam, you were the Baker Mayfield of the Big Ten, staking the flag for this conference. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You had oh that's my. poetry. Is that written? That's yeah, so that's – wow. Nine <laughs> teams. Somebody's got to be a you Baker You staked Mayfield. the flag for this conference. I, you I had did. nine teams. I believe you had Iowa going to the Final Four. I think yeah. you had them winning um, it all, Dom. Yeah. Nine teams. Yeah. Let's get that wrong. You guys they, had they fun were, yet? Well, I was wrong. Let me ask you a question. Is this conference now overrated? Um, yes. Is it over? I mean, but those there, there's overrated, and and there's also still being a dominant conference. Should they have been talked about as the greatest conference ever, and talked about how they're very deep? They're the deepest conference without a doubt. But they March has to matter at this point, and we've gone a very long time without a Big Ten team raising a national championship. And here we sit with another Final Four even another Elite Eight, and we didn't have a Big Ten team. And, and it's hard to claim that you're the best conference. It's hard to claim that everything is just harder in the Big Ten. And I've, listen, I, and I've been a proponent of it. They beat each other up. That's the yeah. argument in the Big Ten. Yeah. And, and that's what everyone says. Yes, fine, sure. It doesn't work that way in March. You have to show up in March, and teams aren't doing it. I know that I was a big proponent of Iowa State going to the Final Four. Was it no, Iowa? No, no, it was Iowa. Oh, maybe it was Iowa. I don't know. <laughs> it was <laughs> Iowa. Um, in the Big 12, they don't beat each other up. The, no. uh, they, play, I mean, they play soft The over thing there. is, yeah. when you look yeah. at the Big 12 conference this year, they were just as dominant in the regular season as the Big 10, and then they showed up in, in March as well, and that has to matter. And I, and I think, weirdly enough, this is the year that next year people aren't going to buy in. I, I, I think it's at this point you've got to prove it again, that you are one of the best conferences when it matters most. All right, Timmy. Uh, and by the way, Ohio State did beat Duke, and if Duke wins at all, that is something they can hang their hat on. But uh, It's a Central Florida championship. Uh, right. Get t-shirts. They are the national champions. They were the simulation championship That's right. champion when they didn't have the tournament. And if, Villanova, Washington and if Villanova wins, they got it within two. So yeah, there you well, go. Well, uh, two from the ACC, Duke and North Carolina, are in the Ooh. tournament. What does that say to you? And uh, I would think everyone out there, and, and I might be wrong, I, don't, I would think all, everyone here, we're all rooting for Coach K to win it, right? His last one. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if uh, that's the true pulse of college basketball fans where, oh, I, I, I sure hope that Coach K wins it. But, look, the college basketball. Who do you root for, by the way? Who do I root for? Ohio State. Come on, okay, we're, we're the Buckeye show. A Carolina fan. No, I'm no, a heel, no. I'm a, I'm a Carolina fan. Heel fan. I, the, someone might have might have yeah. said there's some Kansas in my background, but okay. either way, That's there's right. there's some blue blood there. Go Weber State too. We're just got. We, I try to go <laughs> to every school in the country. Yeah, I try to check out every every school in the nation. But the question was Duke and North Carolina. You know, it's 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 crazy, right? We talked about the conference power, Miami. Kansas kind of showed them what it's all about when uh, Miami got taken behind the woodshed in that Elite Eight game. So that one, that one was tough. But, you know, I, it, it's great to see, it, to see Duke and Carolina for the first time ever. You probably heard that stat before, right? That's, yeah. It's the first time they've ever played in the NCAA tournament. It is shocking. It's, it's really shocking how that could be. These two programs are so incredible. The number of Final Fours and national championships that they have at their disposal, it's really crazy what they've done. And it's who wrote this script, right? How did we get here yeah. to where all this would happen? North Carolina's an eight seed, but they're still a blue blood. They're one yeah. of the most powerful yeah. brands in the history of college basketball. We know that. 
and I don't know, is Coach K going to be able to actually retire if he loses this game, or is he going to have to come back and have a second <laughs> retirement tour? Because you can't go out if you lose to North Carolina quick, in a I, Final Four. I thought it was kind of interesting that North Carolina fans flex their muscles after they beat Duke mm -hmm. in Coach K's final game of the rivalry, and now they got to go do it all Here over again. Here we go again. Now. Yeah. All right, Dave, Kansas in years past, and, and Timmy Hall, is a, mm -hmm. uh, he likes the Jayhawks, and, you know. He's a man of the people. But, uh, they just they, they gave me a degree that I yeah. maybe <laughs> earned. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> in years past, they have been a, a bracket breaker. I yeah. mean, they, they, they have not lived up to their seeds. Terry Tiberi, my wife, every year picks them to win it. And she says, I'm not picking them this year. Now she's going, watch them win. They owe you some money. Yeah, well, not, she, she's not getting a nickel of it because she didn't pick them. Um, are they for real? So I think, they look for real, my goodness. Yeah, I think they are. They're, they're the best team left, the most complete team left in the tournament. I think Duke has the most talent left, but I think Kansas is the best team. So at this point, Kansas did what the hard part to do is for the Jayhawks, which is avoid the upset bug. Now it's four good teams, and they're one of those four, so they deserve to be there. I think Kansas is the chalk pick. I think Duke's the emotional pick, but I don't count Carolina or Villanova out of it. I mean, both these games are four-and-a-half-point spread, so it's going to be close. So, yeah, I'm, I'm saying right now Kansas is the safest pick left. But, oh, my goodness, Kansas and safe in the same sentence, like you said, has not gone well together. No. <laughs> uh, Joey, Villanova, of course, beat the Buckeyes. They went on to beat Michigan, and now they're in the Final Four. Jay Wright, we all know his history. He's won a couple national titles. Are you on uh, board with Villanova? And and that, that would look good for Ohio State that they, they lost to – you know, I mean, you, you, you know, they lost to a team that won the national title, maybe. Sure. I, I, yeah, I, the problem I have with Villanova is that they just lost their second-best player, yeah. Torres Achilles. Yeah. You know, Justin Moore is a huge, tough, huge part of their success. I think Villanova is the poster child for consistency in the NCAA tournament. It's just remarkable that year after year they are in the Elite Eight, they're in the Final Four, they're winning national championships. I'm just worried that without Justin Moore, they, they only play seven guys. Now they're playing six guys. Got to play Archie Diakono more. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see, especially going up against Kansas, who, um, you know, I was talking to Timmy before this, I think Kansas has the best chance of anybody to, to cut down the nets, and like we just talked about. So um, poor Justin Moore. I feel so bad for the kid. I feel so bad for, for Villanova because they were poised to 100% make a real run at this championship. It was really cool what they did, though. Uh, right when that game was over, if you guys didn't see mm -hmm. that, all you know the Villanova players they went right to the end of the bench where right. Justin Moore is sitting there with the towel over his head, and that was that's that culture that Villanova has. It's unbelievable. Jay Wright has it's there. Unbelievable. You know, Adam, we were talking last week about the parity that's in college basketball, and you know St. Peter's had a run and all that, but at the end of the day, you've got four blue bloods in the Final Four. Is there as much parity in college basketball as we thought there was, or is is it, uh, you know, the haves and have not? Well, I think when you look at the Final Four, there's one thing they all have in common, and it's the coaches. And, yes, there's talent on the court, an exponential talent when you look at Duke and Villanova and Kansas and North Carolina. But when you talk about the culture with Jay Wright, when you talk about Coach K, you talk about Bill Self, obviously North Carolina's a little different, starting off with a new coach. But I, I think that comes back to so much of what March is. Being there, playing in those games, and understanding how to win those games even when things aren't going your way. And that's where it's like Villanova's free throw shooting. I think it's one of the most insane things because it's such an easy thing. And so many say, oh my gosh, it's a free throw. You stand there, make your shot. But it's hard to make free throws. 
but not at Villanova because it's, it's just the culture that Jay Wright has instilled in these guys. And, and I think that that really is the difference. When you look at St. Peter's against North Carolina, I think we were all fans of the Peacocks there. Everybody wanted oh, to see yeah. a 15 seed in the Final Four. But at some point, it comes down to sheer talent. And when you add in the coaching, that's how you end up with so many of these blue buds in the Final Four, so many of these blue bloods in the Final Four competing year in and year out. And now, I mean, as much as it's frustrating to see Chalk, we get to see Kansas and Villanova play a game. Well, we get to see Duke and North Carolina play a game in the Final Four. And Carolina is the perfect example of, you know, we know the talent is there. We know the star power is there. New coach, got to blend it in. But they started to play great late. Yeah, yeah. they started, and, they started yeah. playing good ball mid-February. Exactly. Really. They won. Yeah. It's like what well, Huber Davis got a little perturbed at one question about like, oh, back to the Wake Forest game. He's like, really? We're going to talk about the Wake Forest yeah, game yeah. now? We've won like 15 of our last 18. <laughs> yeah. They got hot, but they did stack it late. So even like body of hole is always going to be looked at, right, yeah. with the metrics and with Ken Palm and with the net rankings. But, of course, it's better to be playing great late. Don, and, I'll say this yeah. about the college basketball tournament. It, on the one hand, it's the most fair tournament in all of sports because everyone who's slightly worthy gets a chance. Yeah. But weirdly, it's the least fair yeah. in all of sports uh, because yeah. the one and done <laughs> doesn't reward. So it's this weird dichotomy of the most fair system and yet the least fair because the best team rarely wins a college basketball championship. But I will, I will add to this, and I had this debate the other day. Do you think that the best team is not in the Final Four right now? No, I think they are. Okay, now go back last year. Baylor, do you think they were the best team? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah. keep going back, the Final Four. Pretty the crazy, eight, right? The picture never looks like who the best teams are. And I was the proponent of that, that it's kind of unfair when you think about who's the real national champion. But that Ohio but State champion, team that lost to Kentucky, that was the best that team. That was the best team. There are outliers, <laughs> but when you look at it, the champion always seems to be the best team in the end. All right, you're going to hear more of our roundtable discussion coming up later in the show. But next, Triple H, Hayden Hileshorn, is here. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the coaches that will be tussling in this Final Four and more. It's Monday Madness right here on The Fan. You're listening to Monday Madness. There's no such thing as too much tournament talk. Here's Timmy Hall. All right, college basketball fans, thank you for joining us here on this journey, as I keep saying again and again. Our buddy Triple H, Hayden Hileshorn. What's going on? How you doing, man? Doing good, man. Are you ready for this? Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. This uh I think what you were kind of getting at before earlier is that I'm not the biggest college basketball fan, but seeing this final four set up with four just historic programs, all who have national titles in the last fifteen years, each single one, three of the coaches were, you know, coaches for those teams. The only one that wasn't was North Carolina, but they got Roy Williams, who's basically coaching the team yeah. sin in the first yeah. row. <laughs> well, you know, and that that's that's really is wild. You know how you know Roy spent so much time at KU, and you could see a a Kansas Carolina national championship game. It's you know blue blood versus blue blood on of those capacities on that stage. That's that's crazy to think about. I mean, we we saw Roy Williams take on Kansas in a Final Four the first time he ever had to play KU because he certainly was not going to enter into that and play a non-conference game. And Kansas smacked him, and then they went on their way and, and beat Memphis in the national championship game coming from behind in the final minute. But I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I like that's what I like about our game. I say our game. I feel like I'm on that, that basis with college basketball. When fringe sports fans 
just are all in. Just all in. And how could you not be? It's the Final Four, for God's sakes. Yeah, and the other thing about this Final Four, too, and, and this is something maybe not a lot of people bring up, but I'm certainly going to bring it up. The thing with these basketball schools is basketball is their number one thing, right? Like Duke, NC, Kansas, Nova. You never see any of those teams in a college football semifinal. No. But yet they still are the, like, they are the programs that you kind of, before the season, pretty much no matter who's on their roster, you might pencil them in there. Like, this team could go... All the way. Now, it's it's just exciting. I mean, Duke and North Carolina in the Final Four, first time they've ever met up. That's in the tournament. That's just incredible. I mean, the storylines that are going to come out of this, of course, it's all going to be the Coach K show if they win, and that's going to suck. But it, it could... <laughs> I mean, you know, for some people, it's gonna. For some people, it's gonna suck. Obviously, there's other people that love Coach K and admire what he's done, um, and you certainly have to respect the success that he has. But if NC could pull off the upset over Duke, and that's how Coach K has to go out, the Coach K haters are gonna just mm. love that. You know what I actually think about? I think about North Carolina fans listening to you call them NC, and I wonder how they take that. They don't like being I, called NC. I, I don't know if that's. I don't know if they're on that kind of form. I don't know if they allow that. Really? I think it might have to be UNC. I think you have to put the U in there. My bad. My bad. No, I'm just saying. My I, bad I, UNC. I'm just, I'm just saying. I don't know. <laughs> because I think Virginia Tech fan hates VaTech. Okay. They hate it. Absolutely hate it. But you made a great point about the basketball school thing. And, you know, a lot of times you'll get. You know, we've, had, we've seen Florida do it right where they win two straight national championships and they, they're they a football school. But how do you not feel like a basketball school once you win back to back national championships on the hardwood? And I know that Man. craziest thing in the world where you had the national championship game in both sports with the same schools and the same team wins. And it's I know it just you never get over things like that. Did you see, though, that college football Reddit did that bracket? where they based it purely off of football. They just thought oh, it through. You like know what I'm for, talking about? From the beginning of this year? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, they they took the bracket and they said <laughs> football power will win out. And it was just who who wound up. I forget was who wound like, up in their was, final was four. Was it like but Iowa, Bama, Ohio State? I think Baylor to, made it maybe through Baylor, sure, in their yeah. bracket. Yeah, yeah, who was a one seed, but also it just showed you <laughs> the, the weak football schools that were in Baylor's bracket yeah. for them to get pushed through. Where uh, I mean, North Carolina in football could have possibly taken down Baylor this past year, but it's that type of thing. But how do you look at it when you're going to place a couple of bets yeah. on this one? I know when Ohio legalizes, you'll be at the the first guy to oh, get yeah. a ticket at the window. And oh, yeah. here we go. Yeah. So the way I'm looking at this, I mean, I think Villanova losing Justin Moore was a tough loss for them. I mean, he's the he bummer, man. He's second on their team oh. in points per game. And Kansas, I've been a fan of Kansas all year. For some reason, Kansas has been a team. I've caught a lot of, just random late night Big 12 games, usually when they're playing Tech or Baylor or something I've been watching. And I love Ochai Abaji. He is so much fun to watch. So, And you're a Kansas fan, so I want you to be as – I know you won't root for them openly because you're afraid you're going to jinx it, but I will support them just for your sake. I want to see them go on. And when I think they're the better team, you could argue they played in like a little bit weaker of a bracket. You know, kind of got lucky going against Miami who, you know, in, in the chance to – you know, they can't help who they played though. And they smoked them. So I think Kansas is going to win that one. And Duke versus North Carolina. I've obviously said, I'm, I, you know, I'm kind of a little bit of a Coach K hater. 
Um, it seems like at the station, there's not a lot of people that do. It seems like a lot of people that like him. Duke's going to have a lot of haters because they've won a lot naturally, of games. Naturally, naturally, right? It's just going to come with the territory. And uh, even though North Carolina won the last matchup at Cameron Indoor, and everyone has that in their memory, and North Carolina does look really good. They do look like they've caught a lot of, like, fire, and, you know, they're they're rolling into this game. So is Duke, though. So is Duke. Duke has played extremely well, especially in the last few minutes of every single game they have just shown up so I'm gonna parlay Duke and Kansas you're gonna get plus 130 parlaying those two teams so that's gonna be my picks for the final four there they are Triple H the man with the picks the man with the answers we'll see if you are correct everybody thinks they're gonna be correct because it's before the games have actually been played of course before the ball's been tipped buddy thank you so much for hopping in the studio yeah thanks for thanks for having me Tim let's go Triple H, Hayden Hiles, one everybody, one of our up-and-comers here at the station. We keep the college basketball party rolling. Matty Ice and Evil Bald Colin. They will hop in the studio as Monday Madness continues on The Fan. We're wetting your whistle for all things tournament. You're listening to Monday Madness with Timmy Hall. And look at these guys that just sauntered into the studio. I'm Timmy Hall. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this journey through my favorite month of the year, March Madness. It's Monday Madness, and I've got Matty Ice and my partner on Mad About Hoops, Evil Bald Colin. I've, I don't know if I feel like the insider or the outsider because we do the podcast together, but you guys do the show together. Thanks, yeah. boys. Thanks yeah, for having no, us. Thanks, Tim. I, I was just about to say, we, we talk about if you're looking from our pro- or perspective with between Matt and I, we're talking about you know ordering Ubers for teams that are getting kicked out of the tournament and whatnot. So it's a little bit of a different conversation than what we have on the podcast. You know what? I feel like the outsider here. It's interesting, Tim, that you bring that up because that's how I feel with you guys cooking the way you guys cook on Mad About Hoops all the time. Mm, yeah. To be here with you guys, this is a special moment for me, man. I appreciate you guys sharing the love with your boy. Thank I'll, you. It's you know it's well deserved. You're you're a big basketball guy. Everybody that listens to the station can understand that. So it's good to have you here. And uh, you know, Colin and I do spend a lot of time in the kitchen. Like we cook, we have a lot of recipes, mm. and we we bake them up quite often. Mm. And on our next episode, of course, we'll be talking about this final four that is crashed with blue bloods, but. I mean, the most important thing, Mm -hmm. the most important thing in our world right now, though, is that we have a college basketball connection to the Will Smith versus Chris Rock slap. And we're calling him Juwan Howard and doing the handshake line (laughs) thing. So, Matt, at least we have that. So everything is good. It was one of those moments, Tim, to where I didn't catch it live. I caught it in the morning and I couldn't believe what my eyes were seeing. The fact that Will Smith smack the you-know-what out of Chris Rock in front of millions is jaw-dropping stuff, man. Just bananas what happened the other day. Bananas. You know, and I, I, I do love how the open-hand slap is just sort of taking over for a punch these days. <laughs> I guess that's how we're growing as a society, Colin. We're not punching people's heads off. We're just giving them a nice slap to the cheek. I do like it, it whether, whether you call it a mush or a slap, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it's been very, very, uh, it's been an interesting development. Yeah, I've only seen it like 30,000 times that if there's going to be a biopic about Juwan Howard, that Will Smith is going to be uh, putting his resume on the, the top of the stack right there. But I'll, I'll start with you, Matt, yeah. with the final four being set. What's your take on this? You know, do, are you enjoying this as a fan? I, I think we've spoken about it before. You yeah. like to see the bigger programs at the end yeah. so we can get the best show. And it all starts with Duke and Carolina. I mean, come on. Doesn't get much better than this, right? And especially with the way their last game ended, right? Coach K, 
uh, on their home floor, his last cracker at the time, what we thought was his last crack at North Carolina. That goes south for them. But now they've circled this thing back around. Both teams really playing well, you know, when it matters the most. But this Duke team and CB and AR and I were talking about it on our show. They've got so much to like, whether it's Williams and obviously Ben Caro gets a lot of the love. More has been good for them this year, but it just feels like to me, Timmy, they've got all the good stuff going on on their side right now, whether it's the Coach K emotion right now and with just how well they're playing in this tournament, man. Like, it's nothing but good vibes for me coming out of that Duke locker room. But as we know, man, you get the rivalry again. I don't care if you're playing on Mars or in New Orleans where they're going to be playing. It's on and popping, man. So I cannot wait for that for this as basketball fans, as you mentioned to me. It doesn't get much better than this. Duke Carolina in the Final Four, take that all day. Yeah, no, obviously the game we're going to be looking forward to is that UNC Duke game. But I, I do want to take like a look from the outside and just say like there's obviously there's been a lot of surprises in this tournament, but you shouldn't be surprised at the teams you have in this Final Four pairing because it's what we focus on every year with these teams that make it deep deep runs. What did they have? They had guards that emerged. You obviously have teams like Villanova with Gillespie. You have Kansas with Ochai Abaji, Christian Brown, name it. You have Duke with the guy stepping up from them. Jeremy Roach has had a really, really good tournament yeah. stepping up to help yep. Wendell Moore at the, the ball handling. And then obviously with uh, UNC, Baycott's the main guy. He's going to get you 18, 19 points. But what Caleb Love and R.J. Davis mm. are doing is that one-two pairing in the, the backcourt. It's been incredible. <laughs> yeah, the, that's what you need. And we talk about it every year. You need to have some type of help from either experienced guards or guards who are going to blow up in the tournament. Colin, a lot of things that you and I talk about, we think about you know rebuilding this Ohio State basketball roster. And you know, we spent some time this weekend, at least I did on social media, thinking about that win over Duke. And I know it was a world ago, but mm-hmm. things happen in college basketball with the schedule and just how you're playing versus maybe some nicks and bruises for the other team. And when Zed Key was playing that way for Ohio State and they were hopping, you could get something like that done. And then now here you see Duke firing on all cylinders and it's kind of crazy to see it play out that way but Colin we know that it's going to be a busy busy offseason for Chris Holman and what he has to do he's got to be looking we know he's looking now and he's going to continue to look until he finds a team yeah no 100% I haven't looked at the numbers directly yet because I still don't know for sure what all they're losing I mean you you can always assume maybe Justice Sewing is going to come back, but you don't know for sure. I think it's more likely that you do see Branham go at this rate. I know you and I have both talk about him probably as more of a, a draft guy entering the draft and testing the waters and seeing what happens there. Yeah. So there's still a lot of numbers issues you got to deal with. But I, I think the biggest thing is they're going to have to look for guards in the portal that can score because it's one of the things they've really missed this year with some of the development that didn't fully develop in terms of their guards and their scoring abilities outside of Branham. You really missed out on that. So I, there's, and I mentioned to you, there's so many guys in this portal right now. There's a guy out of Belmont that averaged 13 points per game. There's a kid out of, Murray State that just entered the portal that's going to average about 10 and 5. The like, Texas th- Tech guard. The Texas Tech. Terrence Shannon, Shan- uh, Terrence yeah, Shannon Jr., available. he just entered. There's a bunch of scoring guards out there. I want to see Ohio State get out there and be active and try to get these guys. Mm-hmm. Is, is there a way, Matt, like with what he's saying, a style of ball you want to see the Buckeyes sort of revert back or get back to yeah. or improve upon? I, I think, you know, the last couple of years, just speaking about, you know, the EJ Liddells, Kyle Young, Zed Keys, to me, a lot of it, and obviously we had Dwayne, but you're playing through the post a lot because of EJ, right? And he's a tremendous player, especially in the mid-range with what he can do, handling double teams and all that type of stuff. But it, it felt to me like we need a little bit more juice, a little bit more pop out on the perimeter, whether that's going to come from the point guard position or if Malachi stays, obviously you have that covered um, at the shooting guard slot. But as you're mentioning, like, 
that's, I think, the route you got to go. Because you can look at all these teams around college basketball this season. Some of these guys that were transfers have had tremendous impacts, as you guys are alluding to. So if there is a point guard or a three that can come in that can really get busy out there with filling it up and making those guys respect wing players, putting the ball on the floor. Then I'm all about that. I just think that's the way I would like to see it go because I'm with you guys. It feels to me like Malachi is probably not going to be a part of this thing. I think the latest ESPN mock had him as a top 18 guy. He was slotted above EJ in their latest mock. So that's going to be hard to turn away. You've got to find a, a route to replace that because that's back-to-back years to where you're really losing two guys on the perimeter that can fill it up at a high clip. All right, my friends are Matty Ice from Rothman and Ice and, of course, Evil Bald Colin from Rothman and Ice and also our Mad About Hoops podcast, which uh, we hope you've been enjoying all month long and on Twitter at Mad About Hoops. Boys, how do you watch the Final Four? Are you, you know, inviting people over, family, friends, cold, dark room, and just the boxer shorts with, you know, wing sauce mm. dripping onto your chest there? Like, yeah, what? how's yeah. it going? Start with you, Colin. Yeah, with that being a Saturday, it's a little bit different than what you've been doing earlier in the tournament. When you have a Thursday, Friday, you know, you kind of lock down. You pull the TV out of your bedroom into the living room. They have multiple screens up. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different because they're not, they're obviously, they're staggered starts because they're starting at the same location. I will probably order in some food and just kind of chill out there and really lock in watching. I'm really into the pregame show. I know people, some people are hot and cold on Barkley, but I love, love checking it. him out. I, I think his commentary is funny. While it might not be the best mm. and his bracket was horrendous, it makes me feel better about mine. I'm with it's, you. It's very fun. I'm with you. Take it for what it is. So my outlook for Saturday is the game's tip at right around six, I believe, that first game. Yep. I'll be making a trip to the grocery store at about four o'clock. And Timmy and CBI, I like to load up on snacks for the game. Like I'm a big chips and salsa, maybe get some grippos, something like that, the way I can snack. And then halftime, what I like to do is I like to put like a California pizza kitchen pizza. Ooh, the CPK. In, oh, in, yes. Jack's not good enough for Matty Ice. No, no we got to step it up a level. I'm a DiGiorno guy. I'm into all of them. Tony's, <laughs> you name it. I've had them all, okay? So I'm not bougie when it comes to my frozen pizzas. Are you, are you down with going like, uh, I'm thinking of like a Condado, getting some like warm queso and then mixing that with your chips you're too? Tall, you're speaking to my okay. heart, man. Queso is a dub for your boy. I can eat it all day long. But that's wow. my plan. Special, special trip to Condado for the queso. For the queso. Must I'm be not nice. mad at that. I, I, yeah. Look, I can just go to Kroger, get the Tostitos jar, and just sure. pop it open and heat it up for 20 seconds to be good. But if CB wants to get bougie, I'll roll with him on that. But Timmy, to finish up my plan, halftime of the Kansas Villanova game, a pizza will be in the oven and I'll just have snacks all day. Boy, it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm getting chills just thinking about the watch coming up here. <laughs> Wondering how the heck I'm going to do it with my situation. Being at a wedding for the final four. Tough. Just things you don't do in life, you know? Yeah, you just don't do it to other people. That's a problem. You're just going to yeah. have to be that guy. Just have the phone fully charged, and they're just going to have to accept it. Y- yeah. You can't miss this. Cousin Evan, I love you. I'm glad to be invited, but it's a typical Kansas State guy move. You well, know, what, what schedule I think you the can Final do, Four. What I think you can do is... you know is, you're not there. Right? You can you can take the, your phone, take the app, take the app... With ninety seven on the fan, put it in your put it uh put like an AirPod in because you can hide that pretty discreetly and then you can listen to or, the game. Or I mean, the wedding is at the Power and Light District, which is one of the most popular places in Kansas City, mm-hmm. right? And when the Royals are making their World Series run, what do you think the they're showing shots of for the fan reactions? Yeah. Yeah. At the bars at that place. Yeah. So I might just 
you know, leave, Stumble reception. In there. Hey. Oh, I just found a ball. I got lost. Oh, well, you I, guys, I don't know where you <laughs> thought you, you said, you know, leave and go left and right, get to the reception hall. I just wound up at this great place with all these TVs and these Kansas fans. Yeah. So that's what I was doing. But, boys, thank you so much. Evil Bald Colin, Matty Ice. Enjoy the final four, fellas. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thanks, Tim. Can't wait for the games. We're going to hear more of our March Madness Roundtable with our friends from 10TV and Joey Lane next as Monday Madness continues. We're wetting your whistle for all things tournament. You're listening to Monday Madness with Timmy Hall. Thank you guys so much for checking us out here tonight. Just a joy to be talking college basketball with you. We're going to kick it right back to our round table. Dom, Dave, Adam, Joey Lane, and myself. And we pick back up with Dom asking me a question about the wild officiating that's been going on in March. Is that fair? Have the Zebras had a bad run this year? <laughs> I would say that the Zebras have a bad run every time we flip the TV on, right? Or every time we, we pay money to purchase a ticket and head to the arena. I think every single time that we do this, the, the refs have a bad go of it. I do, I do think this, seriously, though. And we're seeing it all across the nation, and we're going to see the state of Ohio jump in as well. Sports gambling is just taking off, and it's just, it's just such a rapid rate, like never seen before. And people, I think, are looking for, when the game doesn't roll their way. People are looking for the most out there excuse, and the excuse is the zebras. And when we always do that, right? When you lose a game, you just you don't want to think it's your fault. But they are only human. They're and, human beings, and, and, and right. I, I think it's a little unfair. Robots, I mean, robot going, refs. Can we do quick. that? Yeah. I mean. Come on, it goes this quick, and you know when you get when you get the benefit of slow motion. And, oh, oh yeah. I, I mean, those guys aren't seeing yeah. it like that, and and some of those refs, you know, I mean, I don't know, maybe they need to have an age limit. You you hate to say that. But <laughs> oh my God. I'm, well, I'm an older guy, but I mean, you know, it's not easy running up right, and down right. the floor. Once you're those. 50, you're out. It's just a, <laughs> yeah. it's just I mean, a thankless yeah. job, you know. It's, I mean, it's it really one is. of the only jobs in the world where yeah. if you're doing it perfectly. No Nothing is said about no anything. One no one cares if you're bad. Oh, my gosh. Are they going to let you know about it? Dom, I want to know from you as a viewer, when you get to the final two minutes of any of these games now, gosh. everything goes oh. to the monitor. Oh. Every single tipped ball. Should minutes. we have a number of challenges and you get maybe yeah. one to use in the final well, two minutes? Don't you want it to be right? And that's, but, I, and, see, I mean, my thought is the is for, for Should they not do it the whole game? Well, Mike, yeah, you're telling me it was the <laughs> Baylor-North Carolina game. Uh, something happens with two minutes and five seconds on the clock yeah. and we can't look at it, but yeah, 159, we can? This, and, this and signal yeah. is just becoming knows. obnoxious. You know the worst Let's part go to of the it monitor. is that you go to the, the the monitor with a minute 45, then it goes to overtime, which is later in the game. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you don't go you to can't the monitor. Do it. You can. How, do you, how is overtime later in a game? Yeah. I, now I just, it's not love, I just love with 19 seconds into the game, St. Peter's player blocks a shot out of bounds, and he thinks it goes off the North Carolina guy, and he's going yeah, like this. Like, like, give it, give it. And the ref's like, dude, yeah, dude, dude no, no, we just yeah, got yeah. here. I don't, I don't know of any games that were cost by the officiating, and we can debate after mm -hmm. this, but I just think that they got a thankless job, and, and I'm I agree. on the side of the officials. I mean, I don't know a better way to do it, and you can whatever, but 
you know, well, I, you, you sound no way I would want to be an official. Let no. me tell you that much. You but sound Dom, like a man of the people being with the officials. Dom did, <laughs> Dom did say that we should age out officials. You heard it on the well, I just said it's not easy. I don't know. Dom has called for the ageism of officials. No, what I'm saying is it's not an easy job. I mean, you're running up and down a court with 18, 19, and 20-year-olds. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know how you fix it. Uh, guys, there are four teams left. It is now moment of truth time. I'm going to start with Timmy Hall. Timmy, who wins the national title? Oh, and who no. do you have in the in the title? Oh no, you know this is this is weird. I'm actually going to be at a wedding. This is typical for a K-State guy. <laughs> he's having his wedding on a Final Four Saturday, and he's going to make a Kansas guy go to it while the Final Four game is being played. I cannot pick my alma mater to win a national championship. I can't do it. There's only one for Bill Self in all his time. There are 26 conference championships, only three final, well, four now, and the one title, and it was a crazy comeback over Memphis. I can't pick him. Dare, I'm picking North Carolina. I hate to do Whoa. it, but wow. I hate to do it, but I'm picking the North Carolina Tar Heels. They're going to beat Duke again. Oh, and they're going to rip the hearts out of the Jayhawk fans in the wow. national championship game. All right, game. sports betters oh. fade the heels. Okay, what next? So you have Carolina <laughs> winning the national title. Yes, I do, right. and it hurts. Wow. All right. Wow. I, uh, well, you know, last time out, I gave you guys Duke versus North Carolina in the Final Four. That was pretty good. That's I mean, pretty good. Not I, bad. I gave you that. So, right. uh, Pat him on the back, this, yeah. I mean, I, can't, I guess I can't do North Carolina because Timmy just picked North Carolina. So I'll put the jinx on the Jayhawks. I think that they have gone under the radar the entire season. They were – preseason number one maybe if not number two um, they you know they get Remy Martin they get all these guys everyone is is taunting them as the, they're they're the guys they're the guys to beat this year and now they've gone the whole season the whole tournament without anybody talking about them winning therefore they will cut down the nets against North Carolina because Duke ain't win that game Woo! wow all right Davey Wow, so far we have two guys, and they both got it wrong. Interesting. Okay, so Duke is going to win the national championship. And, again, I am a Carolina fan. Duke's going to win the championship. They were so fired up after Carolina embarrassed him. Coach K had to saunter back onto that court at Cameron and give a speech after he got his tail beat by his hated rival in his last game. He told the fans to hush up. Yes, he was a cranky old man sending soup back out of Delhi. And then, so now they're refocused. And the thing is, they have the most talent. So you have the best coach and the most talent. They probably have five first-round players on that team. I think Duke wins the national championship. Mr. The Iowa Hawkeyes next time. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually, I think this is perfect because it's the only team that nobody's picked. I, I think so many are down on Villanova because of the injury and because Ooh. of the ACL. But this Villanova team always finds a way. They are consistency at every step of the way. I think the Kansas game is tougher than the national title game for them. And I think they beat Kansas. I do think this. I think we get our first buzzer beater in true storybook fashion. And I think it's that North Carolina Duke game. I think Duke hits a buzzer beater over North Carolina, but then Jay who hits, Wright. Who hits it? <laughs> I, I, where, I, where on the court is he? Trying to visualize. Where on the court is he I think Duke hits a buzzer beater against North Carolina. Wow. They write the storybook. Everybody's ready for Coach K, and then Jay Wright ruins everything. And oh, it's uh, oh, Villanova. I'd rate. pay for that. And it's, it's, <laughs> 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 Sorry. I thought uh, everybody was rooting for Coach K. K? No, he's great. All right. Legend. All right. But if Duke wins, you print the shirts, Ohio State. 
with the score of the Let me just say this, Joey. I mean, I, if I'm Coach Cam saying, what did I ever do to you to earn this respect from <laughs> the godfather? Coach Cam is a Chicago guy, and he didn't recruit this guy. That's well. Well, well, crazy. Anyways, the way I see it, I agree with Dave. There we go. I think it is going Ooh. to be Villanova over Kansas. I'm Ooh. taking Nova, and I'm having Nova play Duke in the national title. And Coach Ooh. K, everyone except for a couple people at this table is rooting for Coach K. I and so, it's, and so, well, you're rooting for Iowa. Anyway. <laughs> so, anyways, I got Coach K, and he goes out, he rides off on his white horse, and I, I agree 100% with you. That dude has been on a slow burn ever since what happened. Yeah. I mean, to have to come out and do that speech yeah, that with his brutal. family and everyone there. Are you okay? Anyways, he, he got can't the take all this Coach K love. It's broken the chair. We're going to go because Joey broke the chair. He just got, he got upset about Coach K and he flexed some muscles and he broke the chair and got all tensed up. Anyways, great stuff, guys. Um, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see who's right on this. Uh, of course, uh, Kansas uh, will we'll get beat. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, and of course, it, it will be Duke. Guys, good stuff. Keep it on 10 TV. 97.1 The Fan for all your sporting needs. Of course, the best Buckeye coverage there is for Dave Holmes, Adam King, Timmy Hall, and the man that broke the chair, Joey Lang. <laughs> I'm Dom Tiberi saying thanks for watching. And thank you guys so much for listening to these episodes of Monday Madness. Again, you can get the full episode on our podcast feed at Mad About Hoops. And check that Twitter account all off season, constant college basketball coverage, Buckeyes and beyond. So be paying attention. Thanks again for following along this year. If you've been a huge college basketball fan coming up next, a little thing called you'll see. Have a good night on the fan.